What is up, guys? Welcome back to the third episode of the Tapping In Podcast. Today, I had the chance to sit down with Zach Heckendorf, a incredibly talented musician and friend of mine. And we had a chance to have an awesome conversation. We talked about things like his new album that just came out called Hawk Talk, his new single that is coming out. We also talked about balancing music and personal life, the journey of learning to produce, and where he finds inspiration as an artist. So without further ado, here's my episode with Zach Heckendorf. What's up, guys? Today we're here with Zach Heckendorf, producer, songwriter, aspiring DJ, you could say. What else? Tell us more about yourself. Oh, man. No, all that sounds right. I'm definitely trying to... The producer stuff I've been really excited about, but but yeah, I'm a songwriter. I've been been doing doing the professional musician thing for about 12 years and still going. Yeah, dude. I remember I, like... The first time I heard your music was, I think I was in like sixth grade. This was like way before uh, I was even doing music. And like for everyone to like give some backstory, like I'm good friends with, with Zach's brother. And we've recently just started like getting into the idea of like working on music together, like collaborating on certain ideas and, you know, just talking music ever since I've been getting into the game and, you know, we've, we've both been able to learn a lot from each other just because we kind of come from kind of like opposite worlds. Would you say like you're, you come from like the songwriting instrumental world. Yeah. And then like, I kind of got into it like from production, Yeah. but now we're both like trying to learn that other, um, other side, you know, very complimentary. Yeah. Um, which I love too, you know, I'm curious too, like to talk about just like, kind of what has made you want to like switch and not switch, but like sort of explore those new types of influences coming from like traditional songwriter to now, you know, exploring things like Ableton and like learning how to use synths and like getting into like sampling, like what has sort of inspired that, that like new journey for you? Yeah. I mean, I think, uh, there's a couple things. I mean, I've, I, guitar acoustic guitar became my home instrument you know like when I started playing when I was 10 and that's where I learned music and so it really just kind of became the central musical tool for me but the what I was listening to you know pretty much from when I was starting on I mean I was listening to a lot lot of songwriters like Jose Gonzalez and Jack Johnson and those kind of classic acoustic dudes but then I was also listening to a ton of hip-hop and a ton of electronic stuff. And some of my most, you know, inspiring, some of the artists I'm most inspired by, even when I was young, were electronic artists, but I just didn't, I didn't use the, the computer as a tool. I was always using the guitar as a tool. And so in, in a way, I've always felt like a songwriter who is like a really rhythmic songwriter. There's, okay. a, there's a lot of like, a lot of what I'm doing with my right hand is pretty inspired by hip-hop and electronic music and more more I would say more rhythm based uh modern music got it yeah dude I kind of feel like you're like I don't know with guitar it's like I didn't really realize how important your right hand was you know like just like getting into playing like there's that's the one thing I like about like guitar over piano is like that element of like expressiveness and rhythm that you can do and like uh, yeah, yeah, the yeah. scratching and stuff. Yeah. Like it totally reminds me it's kinda like beatboxing or something. Like it's like that organic way that you can like just like express like a rhythmic idea 
which I think is not necessarily as easy on like other instruments. Yeah. But um, I think that's really cool to hear, man. Like, um, what's like, what has been your like your workflow like in terms of like has it changed over the past few years? Like, do you find yourself like when you sit down to try and make a, make songs? How has that changed um, from what it is now to like what it used to be? Mm, yeah, that's a good question. Um, I mean, it used to be really just guitar or piano based. You know, I, I sit down with my instrument, a riff comes out, some chords come out, the melody, lyrics form on top. That used to be my old workflow, and it still is a good amount of what I do. But as I've started to learn how to use Ableton as an instrument, it's become it's become pretty 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 loop based. Really, like I I guess. Yeah, so I I guess it's it's changed in that I'm able to do the acoustic guitar thing, but it it's starting to be more on top of whatever I've built in Ableton, which is usually drum loops or uh Got it. Yeah. So it's I'm I'm still working through marrying my old workflow with this new workflow cuz sometimes I start a song on Ableton and I just want to do it all on Ableton. I don't want to bring in any really? You know what I mean? Because there's there's a flow to the yeah. instrument that is yeah. Ableton. It's yeah, it's interesting. I know exactly what you mean. The other thing too is like, I was like really limited to doing only that at first before I knew how to play instruments. Like I would just uh, like I could only make music within Ableton, and I would have to like draw like all my notes in MIDI. Yeah, and that actually felt could feel really frustrating at times, just because like. You've probably been there too, where like you're just you sit down and nothing's working, and like mm-hmm. you try to draw like some chords or something, and like I've found that I don't run into that as much like when I can play an instrument, which has been really nice. But it's interesting to hear like how your perspective on it has. You didn't feel like you were constrained, like you were just like by Ableton. Yeah, like like by mm-hmm. only using Ableton and not using an instrument. You know what I mean? T- totally, totally. That makes sense. I, I mean, Ableton is a it's funny. It's funny that you would feel restricted from the like drawing in MIDI thing. Cause like yeah. sometimes when I'm doing that, like it feels, feel like I'm like on a jungle gym or something. It's like, okay. I can just like, yeah, I can just like draw things in and, Oh, I don't like that. No, oh, it just needs a half step up. And it feels like I'm, I don't know. It actually feels freeing in a weird way. Well, yeah. The cool thing about MIDI is it's actually like a really intuitive way for people to learn like it's not like you're learning an instrument but it's you're learning how to like stack harmonies and melodies on top of each other kind of in like a tetris sort of way yeah so like you're learning you're still kind of learning the same like musical motor skill that you would learn from maybe playing piano like with stacking stiff stuff on top of each other but it's clicking like with a mouse so like that was really helpful helpful for me actually too because like you know, producing, I think, has in a weird way made music like a lot more sexy. Like everyone wants to get into music now. Like, you know, back in the day, not everyone wanted to pick up a guitar and like spend hours practicing. But like now it seems like maybe not sexy is the right word, but like attractive. No, no, no. Like, you know what I mean? 100%. Like, especially with like DJ culture and like just kind of how everyone sees those people who like make music, you know, I think it's really awesome because now everyone wants to sort of, you know, give it a shot and like try it. And the barriers to entry aren't as high, 
which, you know, some people could argue that that's like a good thing or a bad thing. But I think it's cool because I probably, you know, I like dabbled around in instruments my whole life. Like I played guitar for a little bit when I was younger and like didn't really stick with that. And like I played cello in middle school and like my school orchestra, like, and it all seemed cool at the start. But then like I never had like that thing pushing me to keep going. But like when producing came around, like it was just a little bit easier to like when you're first starting off it was just a little bit like there was just it felt like there was more you could do I guess you know like when you first start an instrument sometimes it feels really overwhelming and honestly starting production feels really overwhelming too but like just being able to like sample shit and like make mashups and stuff like that's a great place to start and like it gives you like that freedom of you know just putting sounds together so I think that's like been something good that has like come out of it in a way i'm curious though like what what like as you get in more into producing like how how do you feel about like the use of sampling in your music and like um like what sort of like techniques do you like to do in terms of like sampling with your stuff i mean i love sampling because like i yeah i mean i came i really did grow up on hip-hop and and obviously that's like sample heavy music. So what I guess when I'm, when I'm doing my stuff, I've done, I've done a lot of different techniques. Like I've learned, I've learned a technique where you can take a whole, pretty much just put an auto filter on, on an actual, like a, an entire sample of a song. Uh-huh. So you have the, the bass, the drums, the melody, yeah. everything. And you just, you, so you're just kind of like getting the low content. Oh yeah. Take off the high end. Uh-huh. And you can build entire tracks around that. That's um, interesting. Wow. I and then, that. On, yeah, I got to show you this, this track. It's, it's really cool. But then some other, I also love playing. I think that's one of the things I love about the push and also just like even the keyboard stuff yeah. is for me, I love feeling my sample or even the beat. Like if I'm going, dun, 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 like I love feeling it and then if I need to quantize then I'll quantize but like feel is so important to me and so that's why sometimes I like playing my samples or my my drum beats totally yeah Yeah, totally man and for everyone that doesn't know like quantizing is just like locking all this all the notes so that they're happening like in time on the grid Um, but I agree like quantizing at first when I was first starting out like there was a lot of rules that I kind of preconceived that you were supposed to do. And like quantizing was one of them where I was like, doesn't everything have to be on beat? But I feel like if you don't quantize your shit as much, it sounds so much more lively. And even Jacob Collier says that he's like, that's, that's the soul in your music. Like that's where the soul comes from. Yeah. And I think there's a way to mix both to balance it, where sure. it's like, okay, maybe your kick and your snare are completely on, yeah. but your hi-hats are a little off and whatever instrument you're playing on top, piano, guitar is, is just fluid. I think that's, I think that's a really nice way to merge the human and the electronic. Yeah. I think certain things need to be perfectly on the grid. Like I like to have my kicks and sn- maybe not always kicks, but like snares like happening, like, yeah. like, so that you know like it's happening every certain amount of bars or whatever but um i think like other almost everything else can be unquantized like especially like hi-hats like just Mm -hmm. adding that swing to your music that's one thing i've really enjoyed doing um 
I feel like you know, like even kick drums too, and like aside from quantizing like velocity, like having different velocities is huge. I think you that's know? that's huge. That's how you get the feel of a real drummer, honestly. Yeah. Um. Is yeah. Even piano too. I feel like like. Mm. Mm. When I play a chord on my piano and I put that in MIDI, it feels so much different than if I were to draw it in all starting at the same time, same velocity. Oh, because it's reading your velocity. Like, yeah, like it feels it feels like someone's grabbing the chord as opposed to like it just being spit out by a computer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel yeah, I, mean. I totally feel you on that. So I don't know. I've been like trying to um, just do more shit like that too. But another thing, another thing I'm curious about too, and that I think other people would like to hear is kind of um, who some of some of your like electronic music influences, yeah. and like may, maybe people who you admire who are, you know, doing a good job of combining the electronic acoustic um, sort of vibe. Yeah. So I mean, my my big hero for a while has been Fortet. Do you know Fortet? I've heard of them just recently, actually, but I'm not super familiar with their music. He he's he's a, he's a DJ from. I'm pretty sure he's British, but okay. he he lives in upstate New York, and he's um. His stuff is really my jam. Uh, it's he mixes. He's he he's someone who his his vocal chopping is like maybe my favorite stuff in the world. He Another great he does a lot of he does a lot of where he'll take like, <laughs> like kind of like the the sort of like breath moments or the like like kind of like weird like foley vocals or something in a way what's foley vocals well like foley i think of just like random samples that you record where like someone's like opening a door or like he does all that stuff like that with vocals he does all that he does all that and he so he does a lot of found sound stuff so like i think i think he's just constantly recording with his phone or zoom or whatever it is but he 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 also, I just heard this dope podcast with him where he talks about he has a folder for every month where he just like puts found noise. So like he's walking downtown and he hears a cool honking noise and he just captures that. And so he has a audio diary that, that goes back 20 years. That's brilliant. So he's he's like a kind of a, he's been in the game for a while then. He's, he, yeah, he's older. I want to say he's probably in his 40s. Oh, wow. Okay. But he's... I mean, I've I've seen him a bunch, and his stuff like is super meditative, and yeah. I I don't know that that's one of my big ones. When I first got into electronic music, I went to this festival called uh, Sonar, and it's not not when I first got into. Music. Was it in Italy? Were you telling it's me about in, that? Yeah, it's in Spain. It was in oh, Spain. Spain. Okay. And I'd always liked electronic music. I'd always listen to artists, but this this festival really like cemented it. Okay. And I was like, oh, wow, like I not not only do I enjoy this, I want to make it like I'm not going to be fulfilled as an artist fully until I'm pretty much an electronic artist. Really? That's how I feel, or at least highly integrated. Um, yeah, I like that. When was that? That was 2017, I think. Okay. I've been thinking about this a lot, too, because, like, you say, like, I want to be an electronic artist. Like, what do you think that means? Because I've thought a lot about this and thought, like, what makes a song, like, electronic? Because, like, is it that the fact that there's synths in it? Or, like, what is it? Because, you know, you'll hear, like, 
certain rock records where they use synths, but you don't call that EDM. So yeah. like, what do you think makes something electronic? Like it's so, I feel like the line's getting blurred these days. It is blurred, which is totally cool. For, yeah. for me, what it is, and this is why I had this like really epiphany moment at this music festival, was it's, to me, it's about the sonic range. Like when I'm, do you ever, you ever hear, uh, what's his name? Eric Prids. Yep. Yeah. How's a song guy? called Opus? I don't know if I know that song. This was like I had a f- moment during this. It was well, you saw him? I saw I saw him live, oh. and like lasers are a big part of this thing. And His visuals are crazy, crazy yeah. visuals. But there's a song Opus that played, and it, it's like it's pretty much like a he's he's adjusting the tempo as he goes. So the, the song starts off super slow, yeah. and it just like he just increases the tempo. And you just start like getting more and more hype through the course of one song. Through the course of one song, and um, I just had this moment where like the, the the bass hit, and like the 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 range between the the low notes and the high notes that he was hitting in yeah. the, in this one song. I was like, I mean, I felt high. I, I was high, yeah. but, <laughs> but, but but from just from how how. Uh, dynamic that was and so my epiphany was i want that in my own music like when i'm just playing guitar there's something really special about that and there's something really beautiful but to my ear it usually sounds like it's missing something because even even as a song just as a songwriter growing up in the time i did like my ear has gotten used to super low lows and like super high highs and like all of that being in a track. So like for me, electronic music is about, it's about utilizing electronic sound, but in a way that makes use of, I don't know. Like all the frequencies or something? Yeah, all the frequencies yeah. and all the, and the, the, the palette of sound that you have access, access to, to as, as a, a modern, modern artist, artist, you know? Yeah, totally. I, um, I kind of feel like I know what you're saying because... I think what makes a lot of electronic music different from like sort of like folk music or something is yeah. that uh, folk music kind of feels like you're like uh, like in a room watching someone play an instrument. Yeah. Electronic music sometimes, if it's done really well, feels like you're in a place. Like it feels like someone's created a world and oh. you're like in it and you're like going on like some sort of like roller coaster through the world and like certain times like it'll feel like you've just reached the bottom and then certain times you feel like you're going up and you're going up and you're going up and then all the low frequencies are cutting out and then the bass hits and the drop comes and you're like full speed down like Uh, that's a beautiful way to explain it's like it's world building yeah and and you you do that with folk music too but like in a different way in a different way and it honestly just doesn't feel I don't know, it just like doesn't fully resonate with my ear in the same way. Yeah, I feel like that music kind of really like it's not as much based on like certain things that like are like ear candy and like super satisfying to like like your analytical brain. Yeah. It but it like really resonates like with your soul or something like that. With like a folk tune or something? Yeah. Like yeah. It, you're like, wow, that really touched me. Like that's yeah. really cool. And then with like electronic music, um, you know, it can do that. And then it can also be like, whoa, that texture of sound. Like it's like if you rubbed your hand across like a cool 
like yeah. texture or something, you know? So it's like tickling your ears in a weird way or something like that. hundred percent. And so, so my, my dream is to like merge those two in a really tasteful way where it's like, I'm writing songs that are impactful, have that really like a heart message, Yeah. you okay. know, Yeah. but, but saying it in a way, but using the full range of the sonic palette we have yeah. access to that, that yeah. that's, that's what I'm trying to do. I really love to, uh, just like when guitar gets incorporated within the like electronic palette, just cause I think, uh, I don't know, for a long time, I never really thought that like guitars were like very applicable outside of like the shirt, certain genres that we had seen them in. Yeah. But to hear like the way that they've been brought into like pop music now and like electronic music, I just I love it. I like I I want to start putting more guitar in my music as well, just because I love the way that like it doesn't it it like fills it fills out your like it fills out the the like the the palette or like the spectrum of sound really nicely but it also doesn't take up too much space mm. there's like sometimes with the keyboard i feel like mm. it takes it's a little too dense yeah no i feel like that. it's it, and the same thing goes with like if you're using like a gritty saw bass or something like yeah. you have to use it sparingly those types of sounds because if you just stack them everywhere, your mix is going to be too crowded. So I like the freedom that you can do with guitar and like how some people have like, like when you record some people, like they'll have a layer where it's the rhythm guitar and then one layer where it's like a chord and then like another, a whole melody. Like, I just think it's, it's so, it's so cool when you can see someone like um, use guitar really well. And like, I'm interested to see like where, where that takes you with your music as well. Yeah. You know, hearing you talk about that, I'm thinking about how I EQ an acoustic. Like, mm-hmm. I pretty much cut off most of the low end. Really? Like if, I'm, if I'm placing it within a mix, I cut off most of the low end and a, and, and just the top of the top end. And so okay. I'm, I'm like only really getting like between, I don't know, 1K and... 300? Yeah. Something, something like, like that. that, yeah. And... and uh, and that to me to my ear like is enough it just sits nice it almost yeah. feels like a, per, a percussion thing or a, a, well, a rhythm because it's like da, 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 or whatever i'm doing it it um that's what i like about the acoustic guitar within i mean within the electronic world yeah. is it can be like tonal percussion tonal percussion yeah totally, totally. In, a, in a weird way because like totally. yep like with like percussion you're kind of like it's like these tiny little hits and like you could do like a, a fork hitting a surface or like just like they're like these really thin sounds and like a string kind of mimics that really nicely too but it also has like a tonal quality to it yeah and then like other instruments are a little bit more you know not they fill out things a little bit more i guess but um yeah man i, th- I just think there's there's so much you can do um I like that's why I've been kind of trying to learn how to play guitar but it just uh you know it's it's so different than what I'm used to on the piano but the one thing I do like about it is I don't know what I'm doing on guitar very well yet like I I have the technique where I can like play like certain notes and like I know certain scale patterns 
but like when I'm fingering around, I don't know what notes I'm playing all yeah. the time. Yeah, yeah. I love that because on the piano, I know every note mm, and yeah. I know every chord, and I'm used to like going to certain places. But on the piano, it's like uncharted territory, so you're exploring it more. And, and that's how that's funny. I that's how I feel about. That's that's one of the reasons I've been so hesitant over the years to to learn the theory, on my guitar. Yeah is because I, I still want it to feel like exploration. Mm -hmm. So where I learn my theory is on piano because it's so much, it's just laid out. Yeah, man, so I feel that. I've, I think uh, that, that struggle with music theory is something that a lot of people talk about. And uh, I think it's, you really just have to, like, you, it's important to know that stuff. But when you're in the moment playing, you should forget about it. For sure, for sure. Because... It doesn't do anything other than just like fuck you up for the most part, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I think if you're thinking like, well, we're in this key, well, what do I do? Like, yeah. that's gonna mess me up at least personally. It, it messes me up too. I mean, it, it's one reason mm -hmm. why I I tend to like to be the rhythm guitarist. Like, if I if I'm playing oh, really? in a band setting, like my improvisation is definitely something I need to spend some time working on. Really. Yeah, I'm not. A, I'm not a, a very fluid improviser. I feel like I see you pick up the guitar though, and you can like always come up with something like crazy. That's for sure. No, it's like the 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 magic is there, but like if someone's like, all right, we're playing these four chords, and like, all right, solo over there. Improvising in a context is that what you? Kind in of a live context, yeah. I try to. I usually. It's one of the reasons I hire the musicians I hire. Is I usually hire guys who, who. Who are good at that? Who are good soloers. Like... Because so, I just want to hang back and I just want to be like... Yeah, I think I remember uh, when I saw you play at the Bluebird, you had a pretty sick um, yeah. guitar player that totally. was playing with you guys. T totally. He, uh, he was like shredding the whole... He's thing. a shredder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's cool, man. I've, I've been, been trying, trying to get more into like learning how to solo too because for me, that's the closest thing that I can get to like, uh, like singing like a beautiful riff mm -hmm. i'm not like the best singer but like i i experience that sort of feeling of like freedom when i'm when i'm improvising and soloing and you just feel like you're just like singing your heart out yeah and i love that yeah but that it's i'm still trying to work on it too i don't know man it's just like there's just so much shit you can like learn that like you're always like with music, you're always going to be like, if you're doing it right, I think you're always trying to learn new ways to like, without a doubt, learn how to do shit because I don't know. I just think for me, like I get, I can only make one type of music for so long. Like I need to be trying new shit. Like even when I'm making a song, like for a while, I mean, tell me, I, I'm interested to hear your perspective on this too. But like when I first started making music, I kind of thought like, if I want to make like a masterpiece of a song, I need to like spend hours and hours and hours laboring over it and like tweaking it till it's just right. And like lately I've kind of found that like, nah, I'd rather just like make something that comes out really fluidly in the moment, not spend too much time thinking about it, collaborate with like a vocalist or like a guitar player, see how like they add their spin on it and then like come tie it back together, like mm -hmm. fix a few things yeah. and then you're done. Like, yeah. like how does, how do you feel about like, what's your sort of idea behind that? Um, I feel the same way about, about time where it's like, 
I sort I sort of feel like the name of the game is ease. That's what I've kind of tried to like start yeah. remembering. You know, T- totally. I think well, because because if you think if you think about where music comes from, like just basic level, if you and I are playing a drum together, let's pretend like none of this electronic stuff exists. Yeah. If you and I are just like we each have a drum and we're like playing with each other, like that's we're going to like respond to each other. It's like, it's a very, I just feel like music is an in, in the moment thing. Yeah, precisely. It's about, it really is about the present and the more yeah. you can get there, the better. So if you're capturing something that's coming straight from your heart, straight from your body, straight from your brain, and you just live with that, like you're probably going to, the magic is probably going to be there. This is also why I don't, I don't, if I record something, I usually don't like to re-record it. Like my whole even vocals or anything. Usually not. I mean, right. because because if you re-record it, it's like you let's say you record some you record something you really dig it, and then but you're like ah oh, like ah oh, the guitar sound wasn't perfect or whatever. I'm gonna re-record it, but I can't do it till next week. So you go when you oh looks like that's the camera's done. Did we just shut off? Yeah. yeah. No, I think it's probably out of battery or out of... Oh, fuck. Oh, well, we can just keep this going. Um, I could put my phone up, or should we not worry about it? I don't think we need to worry about it. Um, uh, where was I? Uh, like recording vocals and stuff? Or, or anything. It's like you want to capture the moment, and once you, you want to try to nail that, at least sonically, because I think if you try to do it later, it just it's a different time. It's a different moment. Yeah. hundred percent. It's kind of like that kind of happens just in life in general. Well, like the the best stuff kind of just happens when you're just being free and open and you're not trying to like contrive something to happen. You know, like I, another like example of this is like, um, if you're like at an event and there, and you like hire someone to like, go around and take pictures it's way easier to catch those organic moments rather than thinking like oh i need to pull out my phone and whip a picture right now you know because that feels like really forced and then like you can see it on your faces and stuff yeah exactly so i feel like i don't know music is definitely a lot of that too and like the more i realize that the more the more like just like flu fluid music has become for me and i think Honestly, I didn't even think about this until now, but like back in the day, like in like the 80s or 90s, you didn't have time to like fucking sit around on, on a computer and tweak like the snare drum and a DAW. Like you just go into the studio, you're paying the guy like a shit ton of money per hour. You got to play the notes and then like get out and then like he's going to mix it. Like you don't have time to. I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like they didn't, it it wasn't even like that back then. And now like you have so many options that you can do, like it's kind of easy to get option paralysis and like you hear about, oh, this guy did this thing on his songs. So like, if I'm not doing that, does that mean I'm doing it wrong? Or like, you know what I mean? Like you start to hear, like you start to like wonder, like, should I be doing this? Should I be doing that? Like when sometimes you're like, dude, it's not perfect, but like it, it's good, you know, it's going to work. Like, I think that's, I think that's a phase, at least in my production journey. Yeah. And in my journey as a, as a songwriter and guitarist, it's like, there's this phase where like you are trying to soak up all this information 
and be and like pretty much copy people. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, I like Jack Johnson. I'm going to copy his songwriting. Oh, I like Flume. I'm going to copy his production. Mm-hmm. And there's that stage where you're just trying to like, you're intaking a bunch of information so, so that you can pretty much copy your heroes. Yeah. But then you hit this stage where it's like, you, you learned everything you need. Like you have the tools now. Now it's time to go do your own exploration. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. And I, I like, I feel like you really hit that in your own stuff in your production. Yeah. I think I spent, dude, honestly, I spent my first few years of producing was literally just trying to mimic other people. And at times I didn't realize I was trying to mimic them, but it was like when you would when you said like how you heard electronic music and you were like I won't feel fulfilled until I can make something like this. Yeah. Like I yeah. felt like that were with a lot of artists that I would hear where I'd be like fuck I need to be making music like this. I need to be doing this. And like for a while I was super into like making like create I was I was trying to make like really heavy gritty like dubstep and like stuff for like for live shows cuz I I loved going to live shows and like I just, I, I really admired those people's level of like production skill and like their ability to engineer. And entertain. Yeah. And I got a little bit too consumed with like, with that whole side of things where I was so obsessed for a while. I was like, I realized I was like trying too hard to produ- uh, impress other producers rather than just make music that people like. Like I wanted people to listen and be like, oh, wow, that mix down is so good. Or like, mm-hmm. wow, that would sound so sick on a live speaker. And so like I was trying to make like dubstep and like all this type of music and it wasn't really coming very naturally to me, but I thought that if I wanted to make it, I just needed to keep like pushing myself and making it. So my, like when I would sit down to work, it wouldn't be very fluid and it'd be a lot of trial and error and like kind of stress, honestly. And then I would like make a different tune where I wasn't trying to do that and it would come out so much more fluidly and I, and like... At first, I thought that that meant I was taking the easy way out and not pushing myself hard enough. But I've kind of started to realize that, like, you kind of have to just know that, like, your style kind of just, like, chooses you after a while. Mm -hmm. Like, after you've done all your research and found your influences, like, you just have to accept your voice. Like, you, like, even in, like, I remember in high school, like, I I, I would always see people and be like, that guy's really cool. I want to be like him. Or, like, that guy's really, like seems really funny i wish i was like that but like you just gotta embrace your own self yeah you know that that to me is is music it's like it's like um yeah man it's that's that's all this is about and being musical isn't necessarily about your instrument it's not it's it's really about like your spirit and like and is that spirit being communicated well through your your craft and the best way to do that is to just like be in full acceptance of this is what I like to make. This is me. Yeah. You know, I, this rhythm, I might do it on a bunch of songs, but like that, that rhythm is just me. Yeah. 100%. Or, you know, and obviously like you want to like learn and get out of those patterns too. But honestly, man, I mean, I think the masters, like they, that's what they know. They know that deeply yeah. that like, I'm just expressing me through my art form. 100%, man. I think um I think in life in general too, like this is another comparison that I've realized is like 
you kind of like you grow up and like you're you you're born into this earth as a baby right you don't know anything but like you're just like this really pure being and like I, we don't really know why but like babies and dogs and like they're so cute and sweet and like it's because like they haven't like they haven't like formed like a sort of like ego that's like blocking their sort of like true soul from like um like coming out yeah and so i feel like with music like you sort of have that in a same in a similar way where like when you kind of first start out you you're you're trying to be like other people you're trying to follow the right rules you're trying to do the right things which is a part of the process yeah it's a part of the process right because you because that stuff is necessary to learn but you want to have that information be your servant rather than your master i feel like you know what i mean so like i feel like music is all about just like making yourself as open so that all so that like your soul can like flow through and you don't have like those blockages of well what about if what would this guy think or like would this fit within the context of this genre you know what i mean like bro yeah it's the to me i i always think about as as a channel like how how clear is the channel of you yeah how how many yeah it's the blockages all that stuff i i feel that a lot when i'm making this new music this like kind of new more electronic Uh vibe stuff is like a lot of it is weird, man. It's like <laughs> you have to make weird music sometimes, dude. But but especially for me, the the thing that's interesting, and I haven't even figured out how to release this music yet because, like, I'm known as the dude with the acoustic guitar. Yeah, yeah. And I don't even know if I can like fully put this out under my name without like people being like, what the what? Yeah. It, it's weird. Like, there's like I'm chopping my vocals, and I you know um, there's parts that are dark, like really dark and weird. And okay. I'm, I'm really just kind of letting my self-expression just do its thing. Yeah. And it's so important, man. It's so important. I don't know how to fully do it. I don't know how to fully release it because, um, yeah. Has, this, has that been like something that you've um, grappled with for a while, like trying to think like, like was there maybe a phase where you were like, Oh, I want to make this type of music, but I'm Zach Heckendorf, the guitar player. I can't do that, you know. Well, that's been that's been blocking me for ten years. Really? I mean, it's almost it's almost fundamental to my music journey, which is it, it's funny. It's like that my journey has been such an emotional, spiritual, mental, psychological journey in in oh, ways yeah. because it, it is about it's about moving past the uh, that that's one of my main blockages. Is like, I am this dude with an acoustic guitar. I write songs. This is what I do. But then on the other side, I'm listening to Fortet, Nicholas Jar, Flume, like all, all this like, just more dynamic stuff. And it's not that the songwriting stuff isn't cool. It's it's just like, I I have to have to get out of my own mental traps in a, in a sense. That's yeah, where I'm dude, hundred percent. Like, um. I, I don't know, like, it's, like, like, being on, like, the, the whole musical journey, like, you don't really know what you sign up for at the beginning, because you're, like, really this shit's cool, like, yeah. like, I want to learn how to do this, and then, like, you don't really realize, like, everything that comes with that, like, you know, just, like, all this self-doubt that you, like, struggle with, or, like, trying to like fit in or trying or just like trying to be confident like with your music like 
it's such a journey and i think it's a lifelong i think you're signing up for life yeah, yeah I, and i think too like so much of being uh, like having success within the sphere of music is not actually the music itself totally. it's like how do you bounce back and you know how do you like the other thing too is like what are you bringing to the table when you make your music like are you living a life where you just make music because then all your music's going to be about writing music <laughs> i saw a quote about that or something yeah and so i was like yeah you know like you got to go live life and like do shit you know? totally bro, bro i mean i it that idea that like life is art and art is life there there is no separate i mean i really see zero separation like if i if i get in a relationship or take an adventure or challenge myself or whatever it it just comes through in the songwriting it just does yeah totally man. so so they're not they are the same thing i don't even see them as separate anymore yeah that that like kind of that kind of reminds me to like to like transition to like what because for everyone that doesn't know Zach just dropped a new album um, what and what was it called yeah, again Hawk Talk Hawk Talk yeah yeah um, and that was that was a like that was you were working on that for a while I remember yeah. hearing like some earlier demos of that um, mm-hmm. could you maybe like talk about like how how that came about and like sort of what type of like important life moments like you wanted to um talk about in in that album because i think i remember you saying how like that album for you was a lot about just like life in general and like flowing throughout different journeys in your life and something like that yeah yeah man um the the album i mean i recorded a bunch of songs for it and it became pretty clear that like a lot of the songs are about spirituality and me 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 connecting with a higher power um and um yeah just just the journey that i've taken um from being a, a signed artist when i was 18 to touring to uh moving to los angeles yeah. to going to college it's kind of about the last i would say uh six seven eight years of my life and uh just the lessons I've learned and, um, but yeah, this album, this album was like one, probably my first album with like full team. Oh, really? Like, I didn't know that. It was super dope, super dope. I mean, like just the feeling of having a team being supported by a manager and PR and graphic designers yeah. and, uh, photographers and visual art directors and clothing for photo shoots. And so that was I learned so much about what what it means to have have a team uh, around an album on this record, and okay. oh, and also just being in the studio. I was with I worked on it with this guy John Fields. He was the producer and for the whole thing. Yeah, he's he's really a legend, man. So uh, he um, it was just an honor to work with him. Okay. We did it in Minneapolis, and he's like I would say he's like an old school producer's producer, like kind of kind of, he's an engineer producer okay. so, so he's 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 always at the helm but his he also does the Quincy Jones thing which is that idea of the producer is the one who brings in other musicians so, so it's like kind of like a movie director 
sort of. Totally. Kind of, yeah, similar. So it's like, oh, I know the perfect drummer for this song. Okay. I'm going to call him up. Hey, man, can you be here at 3 o'clock? Cool. That's like kind of old traditional producer mentality. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. Like the, the term producer has really changed a lot in the past few years. Totally. And also one of the things I really learned from him about production is pace. Like, okay. like John, from my experience over the years, sometimes you can get like a little too chill in the studio. Really? Okay. What do you mean by that? Where like, you know, you're, you're paying, you're paying good money to be in these studios, yeah. especially the, you know, these big, bigger ones. And sometimes it can be like, no one will really know what to do. Like everyone lays down their, down their parts and they're like, mm, uh, I don't know. Like, uh, hmm. so you mean like, keep it going, like keep it moving forward. John, John's energy. I mean, John has like the most youthful energy I've ever seen. He's just like, let's go, let's go. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, bah, boop, bah, bah. Yeah. That's important. Moving. So you're just in this, he keeps you in this kind of state of flow. And one of the, one of the things I love is everything's always hooked up in his studio. So like, there's never any times when it's like, oh, I need to plug in that. Dude, I need to be better about that. Bro, me too, me too. <laughs> but, but what it allows you is it's like... Spur of the moment. You're, you, you've laid the drums, you've laid the guitar, the bass, and you're over on this Moog synth, and you're just like... Bum, 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 and you're like, oh, shit, that's dope. Yeah. Hit record. Done. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Dude, it's, that's actually so true because... Um, I've been in the studio with my buddies too. And like, we're like, let's record that. But I don't have the mic plugged in. And then we're like, oh, do I want to plug in the mic? And then like, it's stupid. Like I should just plug in the mic. But like, it just like kind of takes away from that pace that you're already on. And I think that actually reminds me of like something that I think is really important is like being a producer. Like some people just like to make music on their laptop in their bedroom and play it out at shows. But then there's other producers who are like bringing sort of a whole team together where you're like, okay, we're in the studio with like four musicians. And like, if you're the producer, like you're kind of driving the ship, like you're sitting at the console or at the computer, like you're, you're a, you're making sure like, oh, how are you doing? Like, do you got, do you need something to drink? Like how, how's like, they're coming to your spot. Like you want to make sure they're comfortable. Like do you have a place to sit? You know, like, are there instruments out for everyone to play? Like, does it feel comfortable? Like, there's so much that you have to do that's just making sure that, like, everyone is comfortable, everyone's having a good time, everyone's inspired, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that sounds like he was really good at that, and I think that is something that, um, you know, comes with, only comes with experience. Comes with experience and also just, like, a different way of thinking about what a producer is. I mean, like... One of the beautiful things about the modern producer term is that like we get we all get to like create our own zones. Like you have your own studio right here. I have my own studio. It's this idea of we get to create our own space and that's really sacred and beautiful. But how do we make I think I think both of us for both of our games it's going to really shift when it's like how do we bring people into that? Yeah. And like that's that's when I think you become a true producer. Yeah, dude. I mean, music is so much more fun when you make it with other people, I think. Like, it's really important to, like, have those days where you're just, and you're making music by yourself. Because, like, it's important to, like, explore those, um, like, intuitions. Yes. But, um, like, why would you not make music with other people, like, if you can? Like, making music with my friends 
has got to be the like the most fun thing like I can ever do. Like I can't, you know, like that's I can't imagine anything better. Like my life goal is to just be able to make music with my friends. I don't I don't even really like to work like with people that I'm not really friends with. Like I feel like I, gotta, I feel you. There's got to be a personal connection there. You know what I mean? I feel you on that, man. Yeah, yeah. Right? Without a doubt. Without a doubt. And so I think, like, you know, making music with your buddies is... It's just important to, A, like, learn how to know that, like, A, there's not one way that you can accomplish this or that you can execute this idea. There's a bunch of different ways to do it because sometimes when, like, you see someone execute something really well it can be easy to think like they nailed it that's exactly how you do it you can't do it any other way you know not you know what i mean but when you work when you collaborate with other people i think it kind of shows you like well yeah we could do this or we could do that and then you learn like different approaches and you just come up with new shit that you couldn't do and like i think a lot of like collaborating is like also like setting your ego aside like yeah sure like i could do everything on this song and I could be the superhero and but I'd rather just be like the dude who like does his job like the team player you know what I mean like do what you need to do and then like bring in a sick guitar player a sick vocalist you know like I heard Benny Blanco talk about that how he's like I want to be the guy who's remembered not for like being a ball hog and like taking all the shots and like winning all the games I just want to be the guy who was in like pass the ball was a good team player, was in the right place at the right time, you know, showed up. He's a, he is a perfect example of a, to me, he's like kind of a, one of the kings of modern production. Yeah, for sure. Be, because, because of that mentality. Also, Mark Ronson, I would say is, you know, Mark, Mark Ronson. Ronson. I've heard of his name, but I, I'm not familiar. Well, I probably he, do know Uptown Funk. Oh, okay. Yeah. He, he, he produced Amy Winehouse's Back to Black record. Okay. Yeah. Got he, it. He's just like kind of a legendary dude, but he, you know, if you listen to that record that Uptown Funk is on, it's pretty much just him yeah. getting Miley Cyrus and getting the uh, the guy from Tame Impala and getting all these people on, on different tracks. He's never singing, but he's producing. You're kind of like an A&R, too, in a way. That's why I like production, man. It's, yeah. it's everything. It's yeah. like, it's, it's can, can, do you have the skills to work the computer? <laughs> Do you have skills yeah. to work the audio? Do you have skills to play the instruments? Do you have skill? Do you have the social skills to be cool with people? So important. <laughs> so important. Arguably, maybe the most important when it comes to group sessions. Yeah, because if no one likes you, then no one's gonna want. To yeah, you could be fucking so good, but like if you're like fucking if you're a douchebag, yeah. no one's like the vibe is just not there totally. too. You know. Totally. That's cool though. Do you ever like? Do you ever maybe see yourself? Uh, like kind of like would you ever see yourself producing like for another artist and like you maybe you're not even playing guitar like do you ever see yourself like doing stuff like that too for for sure for sure i i definitely want to move into that for right now like i i really i am an artist in, in the sense that like i love to make my own stuff and i love to put it out there yeah that that's it's really fulfilling to me so mm-hmm. for right now i'm definitely in the artist thing but i'm i'm gonna i'm moving i'm moving into production okay to the place where it's like i would love for people to hire me to produce their tracks and like want want 
know that like they're getting a sort of sound with with me and yeah um yeah. that'd be super dope i mean that's 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 my dream hell yeah man yeah i think that's kind of i don't know like what for a while i was kind of really focused on tr like i kind of thought that the only way that i could um you know make a living doing music was like if i had like a artist project that completely took off and mm -hmm. like i toured and like uh, you know, like did a bunch of releases on labels and stuff. But um, I kind of have realized that like right now, I don't really know if like I necessarily want to worry too much about that. Like I kind of right now, I've just been having a lot of fun, like just, you know, being like a freelance producer and engineer and just like helping people like work on their projects and like develop it because it's really cool. Like to work on a project with someone and like they have an idea and you can tell that they like they like it but they're not they're, they're still not satisfied with it and then to like be able to help them like bring it to life and like actually be like a full song that you know can be listened to and sound good and like that's that's a really cool thing that I that I had never experienced and really until like this year because like this like this year I've really started doing like more work like where it's like my name's not on the record you know so I think that is really fun and also freeing because mm -hmm. you're not worried about like well if I do this then what's my audience gonna think you know yeah yeah man I mean I think that yeah I feel that dude I feel that I think there's there's a pressure of being an artist that it's a lot man it's a lot it's a lot and I I've I've been playing that game for 12 years and I still want to play it. Like it's fun, no doubt, yeah. It's fun, it's fun, but man, living being a producer and like even even seeing how John Fields uh lived his life, it's like that's a good life. Who's that? John Fields. John Fields produced Hawk Talk. Oh, right. Okay, got. It. You know, or even even what you're doing like it's pretty nice not to have to be in the spotlight all the time. Yeah. That's 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 one of the things I think that has worn on me yeah um over the years is like it being in the spotlight all the time it it has its benefits for damn sure it can be really fun but it can also be kind of tiring i don't think i just don't think it's like sustainable you know what i it's, mean it can be if you have the right team around you you think so yeah, yeah. I, I think it i think it totally can be i think if if you're being if you're yeah it's 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 like John Mayer maybe, maybe he's done a good job. I think he's done a yeah. he's done a good job. I mean he's definitely flubbed. He's had some, yeah, I don't know, sure. over the years. But he, uh, it it can be done. It most definitely can be done. And and I I I want it. I mean I definitely want. Yeah. I want I want people to know like Zach Heckendorf. This is what he does. I really resonate with his music. Like that's a it's a really good feeling. Um. But I think I think there's a lot less hiding. You can't really hide anymore, partly because of the social media social, thing, yeah. where it's like if you're an artist, like you are an artist and you are projecting that daily. You're an artist, but you're also like you're a brand. Right. You're an artist. You're kind of like a public figure, like you have to tweet about the election. It's like yeah. there's all this there's all this added stuff right now that for me is like really not resonating. Yeah. And and I think that's one of the reasons 
last year was a little difficult for me is because I was trying to move more into the social media space and, and all that stuff. And I still want to. It just feels like forced and shit. It's not easy. I mean, that that's the thing is like people think, oh, it's just as easy as. Well, I try it too. And it's like a lot of. It takes skill and it takes yeah. it takes certain people think and use social media better than other people. Yeah. You know, it's a. Oh, sorry. It's a whole. It's a whole I, yeah, I enjoy. I enjoy the the aspect of like what I kind of what I've been trying to do is like rather than be like um, a crazy popular artist, yeah. I want to focus on um, like connecting with people on the internet who also produce and like Dope. they might not listen to all my songs and be like fuck this guy is sick I love his music but they might be like oh this guy seems like a cool guy like maybe someone I'd want to be friends with. But I love hearing him talk about music, like how he makes music. Like it's fun to just like shoot the shit about making music with people you like. And so like I've kind of been trying to create like an online profile like on YouTube. Is is that why you're doing this podcast? Or one of the reasons? Uh I've always just loved podcasts. Like I've just really gotten into it and like I feel like I have a lot to say that like people would like to hear and kind of, that's kind of one of the reasons I got into it. Like I want people to hear about like who like people to just like get to feel like they know me a little bit, you know? And I feel like a podcast is a really authentic way to do that rather than being like, like posting on Instagram and being like, Hey guys, Hey guys. (laughs) Hey, what track should I drop next? Like, like, yeah, dude, that's, that's (laughs) what I can't do anymore. Like, like that whole, that whole persona that is on the the hard part about it is like, there's that persona of like, Hey guys, what track, like, do you want me to drop a song? (laughs) (laughs) You know? And then, and then, but it was planned all along. They had the song ready. Yeah. yeah, It's like, you know, that whole thing. When you're on social media, there's kind of a, a temptation to copy them because no, it's like, 100%. and so it's hard to figure out, well, what am I doing here? Like, how do I just present myself uniquely? And, um, I think the way to do it is you just don't think about it. Like you're just, yeah. you know, but, but to even not think about it, it's a, it's a whole nother level, man. It's like, you don't, you don't know saying? No. Yeah. Because when you, when you're about to post something, like fuck I sound like an idiot or like I look stupid or like people are gonna think I sound weird or like but everyone thinks that about themselves you know so totally totally so I think again it's about letting go but man sometimes I just I just would rather like that that's why I think the producer life is so attractive to me right now because it's it's more behind the scenes and it's not as like it's not as like Zach focused here's my phone looking at me like it's a it's more i you know you just make the song yeah you 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 get you get paid so you're paying your bills paying the bills but you don't have to post you know yeah that's a yeah man i think a lot i think there's this weird like um sort of misconception like when like at first when i was growing up i remember like i'd be like oh it'd be so cool to be famous and like well known yeah and like but actually, I think the ultimate goal is to be like successful, but anonymous. Like I think the most, a lot of the most successful people are kind of behind the scenes. Like this is kind of off topic, but uh, not off topic, but like kind of unrelated. Like I remember people, I was listening to this Joe Rogan and he was talking to this guy who like does law enforcement in Mexico. And he was saying how like the, the dudes who are like working in the cartels, like 
We all know who El Chapo was, but there's like dudes who are even ranked higher than him who are just behind the scenes who like no one even knows. Mm. So I feel like that's like the ultimate goal is like be that dude, obviously not a drug dealer, but like be the dude who's like killing it. But like, you know, you're like staying below the radar and like you're just like not attracting a bunch of attention unless unless you love the spotlight. Unless you really want it. And, you know, okay, so that's that's one of the things I've been thinking about my journey is like so I like my my music career started when I was 16 when I was in high school I, I, I made this EP I gave it to like three three friends and it within like a couple months like I had a manager I was getting shows like it blew up really quickly for me That's sick. and it was out of my control and it was really fun like I'm not I'm not complaining about it but what happened was the music and the business merged for me like within a month of me releasing oh, that my first been... shit. Yeah. And so a lot of what you know, I guess I guess I uh yeah, they like they 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 don't have to merge in all the time. Is, is what Yeah, yeah, I feel that. I think uh well, do you do you work with a manager? I had a manager all last year, yeah. uh, but I don't have one now. It's another interesting thing, too, because, like, it's so hard to sort of balance that business artistic dichotomy. When I first was making, yeah. like, the first yeah. track I ever put out, like, I had been producing for, like, maybe um, a year and a half or something. Mm-hmm. And I ever... Like, up until I put out that track, I was like, I'm not ready to put out any music yet, but I'm going to just keep making songs and, like, just keep sitting down every day and, like, putting in the work and, like, making music. And, like, that's going to help me get better. And then, like, when I start making music that I think is ready, then I'll know. And, like, I remember I made this one remix to, like, this Weathen song. And I was like, I just, you just have that gut feeling where you're like, this is really cool. I think I should put this out. I think people will like this. Yeah. And like it's like my most popular track on SoundCloud still. How, how many how many streams does it have? Uh, on Sound, it's got like a hundred and fifty thousand on like SoundCloud. Super dope. Yeah, so I mean nothing like nearly as good as like, like what's like some of the shit has done on Spotify, but, um, yeah, like it, and some my brother will tell me he's like that's still my favorite song I think, but I remember I was like after that. I completely it, it completely changed because then I started thinking like oh now I'm an artist now I need to now I need to have a release schedule now I need to be doing this so then I would sit down rather than sitting down to be like let's see what we can make today I'd sit down and be like let's make a song so I can make another release I need another release so let's make a track that's know? that's what I'm saying and I think that mentality it's it's this weird balance like how do you balance the like sort of hustle mentality of like of what you're just saying I need a get on a release schedule and all how do you balance that with just making shit that you enjoy and like it's there's a tension there that i think probably all artists struggle with and it's also one reason why lately i've been kind of interested in divorcing like i've I've been making my living with music for for a while now yeah um it's been like my main source of income I'm kind of curious what it looks like to like separate those two. Oh, really? I didn't know that. I, it's not that I, of course, I want to make money with 
music for sure but like not be like your sole livelihood yeah because because uh maybe it takes some of that pressure off to like have the release your incentives are a little bit different yeah exactly. yeah what, what do you think you what do you think you would want to do like if you like weren't making a living from music honestly man i just want to like have a gig that is like simple and like doesn't take a ton of energy so that and also is super flexible so that you can make music. like me making music yeah. it's like yeah. like to me if i could because i i really cherish my mornings like my Same, my man. mornings are like some of my biggest output times okay nice um yeah that would be ideal that would be ideal. i feel that yeah that's kind of that's been the other thing too is like my artist project zaro like um i'll still like work with clients under that name and stuff too but i kind of want to be like i make music for zaro and i just put it out like kind of arbitrarily there's not like oh well this is a release date for this this is for that like I'll make a tune and be like, oh, this is cool. Like, I'll put it out. I'm not worried about, like, if it fits my previous releases. I'm not worried about trying to convey too much of, like, some crazy, like, unique um, story. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to put out music that I that I enjoy. And then, yeah. like, like that'll that maybe that'll make some, some money. But then, like, on the side, just, like, uh, produce and engineer for other artists. And, mm-hmm. like, just keep my skills sharp. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, like, you do that to pay the bills. And then, like you know, create, plant other seeds, you know, like, that's why I'm, like, trying to do, like, YouTube and, like, podcasting, because you never know, like, maybe that'll turn into something cool, too, you know, like, kind of just trying to be, like, more multifaceted, I guess. Man, I think, dude, I think that, I think that's the smartest thing any of us could do, I think, you know, I've been inspired by your hustle, too. It's funny, because I look at you, and I feel like, damn, he, like, really knows, like, um, like, he's got it figured out, like, you, like, it seems like, like, you know, um, like you're putting out albums, you got a, you got a solid body of work behind you, you know, like, you, you, you know, you can play gigs, like you're kind of like, you have to decline gigs. It sounds like sometimes, you know, like, yeah. like you have all of that stuff, um, going really well. And that's cause you've like put in that work and like, you've planted those seeds, but like at the same time, like you're also, you know, doing like your hustle on Instagram and like you're marketing your shit. So like from an outside perspective, dude, like it definitely looks like you're like really um, like on point, like with everything you're doing, like with your mm-hmm. with your rollouts and your like the way you're releasing everything. I, I appreciate that, man. Yeah, it's it's funny. I, 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 I we all do that when we look at other artists We're like, oh, that that person has it made, you yeah. know? Um, and it, w- what I've learned even with touring with bigger acts, like, you know, I was, look, when I first started touring, some, I was getting, uh, we were playing the 3000 people a night with, with certain bands like yeah. John Butler trio and Rodrigo and Gabriela. And, um, yeah, one of the things I learned just like, not from specific artists, but just in general is that no one has it figured out. It's like, yeah. we're all on this creative journey where even even the the top of the top is still figuring out well like what's next yeah you know and that's kind of humbling and exciting i think the hardest part that i struggle with is like breaking up my days into like what am i doing like because i have so many things that i want to do you know like i want to i want to be producing music i want to be you know playing playing piano like 
even playing guitar, like practicing those instruments. But then I also want to be, you know, I've been trying to learn how to make YouTube videos and like edit videos and, you know, Twitch, like do live streams. And then like, well, like also at the same time, you need to learn how to like market your stuff. So like I've, I've been trying to learn how to use Photoshop to like make cover like art and stuff like that. So there's like just so much shit and it's like, how do you divvy your time up between all that? And then outside of that, it's like having a personal life, you know? Yeah. You know, you know what, you know, what's been helping me with that? First off, like you can delegate. Yeah. Like I, I, I'm sure I could learn Photoshop Yeah. and, and learn how to make my own covers and stuff. But I know five graphic designers who are amazing at what they do. For sure. And if I just pay them. If I put aside some money to pay them, I that's off my plate. Yeah, I feel that. Like, I think it's it's really knowing what... But sometimes you really do have to learn things. Sometimes, like, my problem is I just don't have, like, the financial resources where I can, like... Because, obviously, like, even with a podcast, like, if I could, I'd, I'd pay someone to, like, record this and edit it and upload it, you know? Like, and, like, I'd pay someone to, like, help me do my videos. But, um... I don't know. It's like, I don't really have, I feel like that's not the best place I could be spending my money for my situation. So I'm like, might as well learn. But I also like, it's also fun to learn new creative things outside of making music, which I've really enjoyed. So it hasn't necessarily been like a whole thing of like, um, wanting to, cause like it can be easy to like, want to be like kind of a control freak and like be able to control everything that's happening. But it's also just fun to like, um, learn something new and like constantly have new stuff that you're learning just cause when, when you like, like when you first started learning Ableton, you know, that feeling where you're like, what the fuck is this? What do I do? Like, how does this work? It's really uncomfortable, but I think constantly putting yourselves and putting yourself in those situations can be really good, you know? Without a doubt, man. I, I mean, I feel like a new, human a new musician in a sense because i learned ableton yeah but when i learned it when i started learning ableton man i mean i i would open up the daw click a few things and then close it because i was intimidated you know and so like yeah it it, of course like we all know that that the fruits are there if you put the time in um but i think it's also about you know what what do you put the time in with my whole thing recently has been clocking out like oh yeah so if i'm because i think that's what's one of the things about music that can kind of get a little crazy is that you can work i mean you could you could work it all all day yeah and for me i know i work the best in these hours and i'm going to take a lunch break and i'm clocking out at five oh really is that what you've been doing more and more yeah nice because because i think it's that's humane to be like, I'm working from nine to five, you know? Yeah. And, and obviously if you need to do a session at night, that's cool. You need to mix at night. But I do, for me, that really works well is giving myself a schedule. Yeah, dude. I, I, I've been trying, it's kind of hard for me because like, it'll be interesting next year because I won't be in school. So I'm going to try to kind of have more of like that sort of schedule with it. But, um, it's hard because I love like just inspiration hits me at different times. So like sometimes I'll get super inspired at like 2 a.m. And I'm like, fuck, I need to, I want to make some music. And then sometimes you sit down, 
sometimes when you try to delegate stuff, you sit down and you're not inspired. And like, that's hard, at least for me. That's why, that's why I'm the same way. So that's why I don't, I don't like say from nine to 10, I'm mixing from 10 to 11. I'm playing guitar. It's like, I just know that I'm going to be doing something music related from, from this time to this time. And because I'm the same way, man, if I, if I tell myself I'm doing, you know, I'm on a schedule like that, my, my brain does some weird stuff and tries to avoid certain things. hundred percent, dude. Well, um, I love to hear that stuff too. Before, before we wrap this up, I, I want to hear too, just kind of about like, we talked about this kind of before the show, but like about um, your upcoming single that's coming out. Like, yeah. could you, could you talk a little bit about like kind of the inspiration behind that song and um, kind of how, how it's kind of like a step in a new direction for you in terms of like how you're um, taking on the workload of like making your music in terms of producing and writing and all that. Yeah. Uh, so the single is called Your Fears Are Not Mine. It's coming out of February 1st. And uh, yeah, it's the first song I've mixed, writ- written, mixed, recorded. Um, and I got some mixing help from my buddy Curtis. Hello. And shout out to Curtis. Shout out to Curtis. Got it mastered by my buddy Mikhail Pivovarov. Uh, but yeah, for the most part, that's it's really kind of a symbolic single in a lot of ways because it's like it's me really taking control of the whole process yeah um and so it it speaks to the message of the song and the song is called your fears are not mine and it's it's about it's about fear and like how sometimes when i examine my own fears they're sometimes they're put there by other people or i feel like they're i got that fear because i've watched someone else have that fear and i internalized that fear and so it's like the the chorus is says i'll run through fields of flowers and landmines just to prove the point to you that your fears are not mine so it's this like rejection of other people's fears like being like okay you can be scared of that but i'm not yeah and and also it's about my own fears and and rejecting my own fears and saying no no no, that's not me it's just like your yeah it's just your fear right like it's interesting how we sometimes mistake that voice in our head for us, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. that voice where it's like, can you actually do that? Can you do it? And like sometimes that, like that voice can like completely control your whole life. It's a con- it can be very convincing. But that voice is not you. No, and that's what I'm saying. So that my that song is the song is really about saying to that voice, that's not mine. Your yeah. fear is not mine. That's awesome, man. So, you know, and I again I had so much fear around learning to mix, learning to use Ableton. Mm -hmm. So it's, in a lot of ways, this feels, I'm really excited about it. I don't care how it does on Spotify. I just don't care. Yeah. For me, it's like, it's, I'm so proud of it because it, it's the, the, the act of putting this out speaks to the message of the song. It's like a really synchronous sort of thing. Tell me if you agree too. like, um, do you ever like, uh, put out like you make a song and you put it out or you haven't even put it out yet but like you've submitted it to the DSPs and it's gonna come out and then you're like ah fuck that actually it's so like I'm scared like totally like bro. are people gonna think it's bad like dude you know what I mean that's and that's what I'm saying is like this whole that we were talking about that earlier but this is a psychological game art is like 
it's as much about the the craft as it is about like sifting through your own head and trying yeah. to quiet your own BS. And so, so yeah, I mean, even, even just showing it to you, I'm like, you know, Oh, I wonder what he's thinking. Oh, is this good? you know, Oh fuck the, the, the vocals oh, too. Loud. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I always, yeah, man, you know, showing but, people music is such a act of vulnerability. My gosh. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I agree. That's cool, man. I love, I love to like hear it. Like just how like deep that message that comes out, that the message behind that song, I love to hear like where that's coming from. Cause I don't know with my music, I still am, haven't got to a place where I'm like really good as good at like articulating, um, sort of how that message, like I go a lot of, off of feeling and I kind of want to start doing more what you do where like, um, it's very clearly meant to like, it's based off a certain type of experience or like feeling yeah. or lesson that you learned. And like, that's kind of one thing that I kind of want to try to incorporate more into my music. Yeah, man. Well, you're definitely on your way. I mean, you, you're, you, you're feeling, what I would say is I'm doing the same thing that you're doing with the feeling thing, mm -hmm. but I've mastered it more with words. That's kind of what I mean. Yeah. I'm trying to, trying to get better at that. Yeah. But sometimes, but my experiences, like those words don't really have to make sense. Like if you, that's true. You can kind of just throw some paint at the wall and, and start singing about the experience of walking down the sidewalk and the leaves are crinkling. Like it can be sort of a, it doesn't have to be like in, in, in my single that I'm putting out, it's very clearly a message where I'm yeah. saying, you know, but when I'm writing that it's kind of, it's, I'm, so I'm going into the unconscious in a sense yeah. where it's like, I might, uh, you know, I'm pulling things that, and, and connecting words that might not, that I'm not really like trying to say a message when I'm first writing it. Okay. It's just like, just like the way that you're improvising when you play on the piano. Yeah. It's like, you're just feeling it. And ooh, ooh, that note sounds good there. And like, you know, like what I, I came up with flowers and landmines, you know, yeah. I'll run through fields of flowers and landmines. What? True. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't, it was not like a conscious, super conscious thing, but yeah. Ooh, that sounds good. I like that. Like, I like what those words do when they're next to each other. Flower. And yeah, land. words are kind of like percussive in a weird way. They're percussive and like you were saying like with the guitar. Like or whatever. Like they have a timbre. And like you were saying with the guitar, it's like a tonal percussive instrument. Yeah. Words are tonal, percussive, and, and they impart meaning. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, the trifecta. Yeah. And that's, to me, that's why, that's why rappers are, I mean, like a, a really talented rapper, like, like that, that's why Kendrick Lamar is, I would say maybe the greatest of our generation, so sick, yeah. because look what he's doing, man. He's playing a horn, like he's playing a trumpet with, with his words and his, yeah. his lyrics. And on top of that, there's meaning he's imparting through the poetry. Yeah. I mean, it's Some like. Some of it just flies over people's heads. Yeah. Oh, dude. I mean, it flies over my head. I have to pr sometimes print out his stuff to like fully, you know, or not print out, but go to genius or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's cool, man. I'm the, the other thing I'm curious about, too, is like what comes first, like maybe for that song? Like, did it start, does it start with like a riff on the guitar and you're like, oh, it makes me feel a certain way like this. Oh, this kind of reminds me of this sort of life experience. Or was it the other way around where you're like, I have a certain feeling 
around something that I've experienced in my life, how can I communicate that? Like, which, how did it start? It start for me, it always starts with the music because it's a feeling, like, like you were saying with your stuff, it's feeling. So yeah. like, if I, I'll like be messing around on my guitar and like, Ooh, oh, that sounds good. And then I'll have like some, maybe some chords or a riff uh-huh. or something that helps me emote. Like I, I play that, those chords and I feel something. I'm like, oh, word. And then the melody starts coming. I'm like, and then so it it starts out as kind of mumbly yeah and then it's like i'll run through flowers and land my oh that's what okay yeah that makes sense and then i kind of like you start it just just starts forming around itself nice nice i love that man let's dope dude i think um i think we got a lot of good shit in here today um we should definitely record another episode sometime in the future but um for for today like where what are some like where can people check out your stuff what like what should people be looking out for in the future and you know what do you is there anything you want to else you want to say to um everyone who's watching yeah um yeah you can find find me on instagram at z heckendorf uh I'm I'm planning on being way more active on Instagram and YouTube okay. coming up here. Um, so you can follow me there. And and uh, yeah, the single oh yeah, follow me on Spotify. That's 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 what matters most. Follow, yep, and pre save <laughs> that single. Pre save that single if you're interested. My I have a pre save link in my in my Instagram. But uh, yeah, your fears are not mine coming out on uh, February first. But yeah, man, thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah bro. bro. Happy to have you again. We'll have to do another one of these soon. Word. All right, bro. Peace. Peace. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of the Tapping In Podcast. I'm your host, Zaro. To keep up to date with me and everything that I'm doing, make sure to check out my YouTube channel. Uh, I'll be uploading my music. I'll be uploading tutorials, podcasts, and just music and art-related content. I just released my single Good Morning on all my platforms as well. You can check it out on YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, all that. You can also keep up with me on my Discord channel called Zaro. If you want to join that, make sure to click the link in my Instagram bio or in the bio of any of my YouTube bids. It's a place where we talk about music production, give feedback, and do fun stuff like sample flipping challenges, remix contests, all that good stuff. So make sure to check that out if you want to keep up with me. And otherwise, I'll see you guys on the next episode. Peace.